right now, this is the time for the I Love Real Estate Success Show. And every time we have the I Love Real Estate Success Show, what we're doing is we are sharing a bit of insight into a journey. This is a student's journey in regards to focusing on what they've done, what they've achieved, and it's focused around the whole idea of success. How have they achieved success? What have they done? What have they had to overcome? And the main reason is to really um, share a little bit so that you can look at this and go, you know what? I could probably do this as well. You might get a little bit inspired. You might get a little bit um, insight, uh, maybe a little bit motivated, whatever it is, but it's always fascinating. It's always interesting. And uh Today, we have a student, Kara, who's going to join us and share a lot about her journey. Kara, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, welcome. Welcome to the I Love Real Estate Success Show. And I um, uh, really appreciate you taking out the time to, uh, you know, to share a little bit about your journey because um, we've, uh, you actually, did speak on stage a number of years ago, but it's been a while and I'm just I'm really looking forward to catching up on what you've been up to. <laughs> it has been a while, but thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Good, 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 good. Well, look, let's get uh, let's get straight on into it. Um, Cara, what, you know, um, when before you kind of, you know, made made the, the, the changes in your life, what was your life like before obviously joining the community and so forth, you know? everyone's coming from a, a, you know, and you had your own kind of situation where you were coming from. What, what was that like for you? Yeah. yeah, sure. So I guess when we, before we started, mm -hmm. um, we were just living life, probably enjoying things a little bit too much. We had a lot of um, debts, things like cars, credit cards, personal loans. And when you kind of look back, you're like, what even was that for? You know, it was kind of those situations where we're just working all the time, paying all this money, and we just really weren't doing anything um, with what we had, where we really should have been. So we were enjoying ourselves. There was nothing, you know, nothing wrong, but it just definitely wasn't um, getting us anywhere. Got it. So you're having a good fun, good fun life. You had yeah. the money coming in, doing everything, but spending everything. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Our, um, we had some properties at the time and they were costing us a fortune. Um, yeah, it was just unlucky timing with um, the end of a mining boom. Um, and we're in North Queensland, so we're definitely affected by mining here. So it was just one of those things where it was okay, but I mean, we definitely should have been doing something with our money and we weren't. Uh, okay. Okay. Got it. So, um, so what happened? What happened then? You, you, you're kind of looking for a bit of a change, looking for a bit of a thing, you know, some, yeah. some other kind of alternative? Yeah, well, I have always been in finance, mm -hmm. um, so lending more so. Um, I had a few clients that I was helping at the time and they had very impressive portfolios of properties. And I always thought, you know, how can I do that? Like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Um, and there was one in particular, she's actually an Island Real Estate member now after us joining and she saw what we did. So she joined as well. But um, she took the time to sit with me. I was able to ask questions. I was just really interested in how she grew this portfolio. She didn't have to work anymore. Like it was just one of those stories where you're just like, how did, how'd you do it? Like, tell me. Um, and I guess it's it's something in lending, like you, you see people do things all the time, but you also see people doing really silly things too. <laughs> and mm. I still do. And you're like, okay, you know, that's your choice, whatever. But um, it's just those one or two you have that are really inspiring and you just think, God, there's something else. There's got to be something more. Mm. Yeah, so it was, it was good just to have that eye opener of like people actually do this. People actually live off, you know, rental income um, and don't have to work. Like how cool is that? must have been a revelation hey and especially because you're in the finance industry so you get to see you know a whole yeah. lot more of of what people are doing with their money and and i see yeah. you know, people aren't really kind of too open about their money unless obviously in a situation uh, like that yes definitely yeah it's, it's one of those things that people don't really talk about um and it's it, people do keep it very closely guarded i suppose so it's only when you're in that industry that you really see like the highs and the lows too 
um, of things that can go wrong, but also, yeah, when things go right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you mentioned, I think in the industry, it's a little bit rare to have someone who's living off the income, no longer needing to work in that kind of scenario. It is. It is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then um, what happened? Did you like see an ad on Facebook or did you, or did someone tell you about what was going on? Yeah. So I can't remember if I saw the ad or if it was my client who did. Um, I think it might've been me and I mentioned it to her because she had done um, other courses previously and she was just telling me a little bit about them and she said, you know, I just, I'm not really sure about them, but she kept talking about this Tiffany lady. And I was like, who? <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> but um, she was talking about her and her courses and she said, you know, she was always very interested in it. And it might have been from that conversation that then it, you know, appeared on my Facebook, how, you know, Facebook works. It's very magical that way. <laughs> and it just yep. suddenly clicked. And I was like, that is definitely one of the people, you know, she had mentioned. And I was like, they're coming to Mackay. How fantastic is this? Um, and I thought I need to you know go and see I told her about it and I said to her I think it was like maybe like midweek even so it was just not really convenient night anyway but I thought no I need to go I need to see this I contacted her and she said I'll come with you like we'll go together and let's just go and hear about it and then um then we can talk about it see how we feel and um yeah we we went and we're like wow this is good and even um just from what we learned that night, um, seeing people's stories, because it was kind of the same thing as this, you know, there was a few success stories, um, what people had done, even if they had nothing. Some, you know, did start with quite, you know, well off, so that was good for them, um, but they still, you know, made something of it in the end. So to see that, um, to see the process behind it and just to what they shared that night was, she just said, this is fantastic, you need to sign up. So I did. <laughs> got, got straight on into it, hey? Yeah, I did. I've did. <laughs> uh, got to say, it, it, it's, it's so insightful seeing other people's stories about, you know, what they've done and, and yeah. how they've changed their circumstances. Yeah, just yeah. like we're, we're doing right now, hey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, so obviously when you joined up, what, what happened? Obviously, did things change for you? And, 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 and how did they change? Yeah, I guess the biggest thing was the realisation that we could be doing something, we can change what we're doing and we can actually improve. We can, you know, just have something to look forward to, I suppose, because you kind of, you're in that um, that day-to-day life where it's just like you go to work, you come home from work, you go to work, you come home from, you know, you just, you pay bills you do all that sort of stuff but you're not really we weren't we didn't have goals we didn't have like this is what we want to do this is what we want to achieve so I guess it was that real eye-opener that we can actually plan for the future and we can make things happen and eventually get there you know it was I guess it was just that realization that we can do something about it and we can you know make something from what we have Mm-hmm. Did you did you get a bit of a reflection yeah. about your current circumstance as well? Looking at it, going, oh, what are we doing? Are we you like you know? Did you realize, hey, I think we've made a few mistakes here, or we Definitely. we could have done it this way and that way? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a real opener. It was. Um, I remember because just after I joined, I was lucky enough to have um, a three day boot camp that was days away, like oh weeks away. Sorry, it was probably the next month, I think. So I made sure I. Um, you know, sorted accommodation flights, all that sort of stuff to get there. I think it was actually on the Gold Coast, the first one. It was very exciting. Um, and it was just one of those things where I'm like, I need to go and do this. And I remember before I even went there, it was back when you used to get the DVDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you used to get this big box in the mail and it was like full of DVDs and, um, you know, like heaps and heaps of learning stuff. I watched that those DVDs. I sat with my pen, my paper in our media room and I watched them. I probably slept three hours at night. Like I just kept watching them, watching them. I didn't stop. So I watched like the whole three days, you know, in two. <laughs> and I was just taking notes from, from watching it before I even went to like the live event. And I just think it was that, that um, it probably helped more in cementing more ideas once I was at the live event 
because I was taking all these notes and going, okay, that was really stupid. We shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. And it was all those things that I did that I didn't realize were really stupid at the time. Like I, I bought my first home was like a house and land package, basically. I then had all this equity in my house and I redrew it and I bought a car and put a pool in. Like just the stupidest thing. And you look back and think, oh my God, imagine if I had that equity right now, what I could do with it. <laughs> so it was like that, um, that light bulb moment of, oh my God, like what have we done? How do we turn this around now? And um, I suppose then focus on what we can do now to change what we've done in the past and fix it essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, I got to say that's so um, so interesting to hear. But also, um, I really love the fact that you kind of you delved into the education and the training, yeah. and you just took it on board and you went over it. Um, it's one of the things that you know with doing these doing these interviews and interacting with other students, you you find out that those who've done kind of, you know, they're doing quite well and they're, you know, getting out there, they've dived into the education and training and they go over it again, just like you've said. Um, and it really, it opens the doors to seeing what you've done wrong and then working out what, how to do it right. So yeah. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Oh, good, 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 good. Now, um, what was the boot camp like then? Because obviously you've you've done all the training. You've now you've gone through, yeah. you've watched the DVDs again and again, taken all your notes, and then you get along to boot camp. What was boot camp like for you? It's just next level. It is so there's just so much going on. It's quite overwhelming when we when you first get there because there's people everywhere. But it's like that, it's really is that sense of community. Everyone is so friendly. Everyone wants to say hello. You know, where are you from? What are you doing? Is this like your first final, like, you know, in your 15th boot camp? Like, where are you at? Like, everyone just wants to know. Everyone's so supportive. They, like, have an interest in in you um, and even helping you. You know, like, if you say, oh, you know, I'm struggling with this or that, think, you know what, I know this person that does this or what about this? Have you thought about that? So it's just that real sense of, like, everyone's trying to see everyone else achieve. And I think that's really just amazing it's also there's just no comparison um to being there in person it's just a totally different level like I've tried to do ones where it's like zoom but it's you get distracted easily especially with a family at home um you know there's always something else on in the background it's just I find myself like other people probably very different but it's hard to focus and it's harder to just like be present in that moment but when you're at a boot camp, that's all you're doing. You're there for that reason. So you can focus, you can sit there with your notes. You've got people on the table. Um, I remember my first one, I still talked to people that were on the same table as me. Like we had like a little group and we exchanged emails, things like that. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. It's just something if you haven't done, you need to do it. And if even if it's been a while, redo it because the amount of things that maybe like I picked up differently or I wasn't ready for them my first one, but then the second time I was like, oh, well, I can now implement this so I can do this differently. Like, it's just like a whole nother learning experience, even if it's the same sort of thing. It, like, it hasn't changed like a great deal, but I've changed and where I'm at has changed. So for me, it's like a whole nother boot camp again if that makes mm, sense mm. I, I i just love what you've said there you know it's like you know the boot camp the information it's it's, it's quite similar in its delivery we've got yeah. um, i know that dimpner's changed the boot camps at the moment so there's actually there's four series of boot camps and they all have a different focus on them at the moment but the fundamental yeah. kind of education is similar but the thing that i love what you said there was that um it's like the information and the training is is kind of similar but what's changes you've changed yeah. You know? And then when you come back, then the information's more relevant because that's where you're at. You move, you're you're moving in your journey. So yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, ah, good, good. And of course the lives. You gotta come to the lives. Oh, absolutely. They're just amazing. It's just a huge like it's the experience in itself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the community. I just, you know, it's it's really hard to describe that 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 community and it that is. community vibe of everyone. You know, it's so supportive. I just, you know, someone posts on Facebook, and you know, and you see so many kind of positive responses and supportive comments coming back. It's uh, it's it's awesome, just awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so Cara, so you've now got into the boot camp, you've got into the training, and then you've kind of like you've delved into it deeply. 
you're pretty you're pretty keen um so what did you do if you can you want to kind of tell us a little bit about some of the deals because you've you've got an interesting you know there's a um there's a photo photo that Dimna has up you know <laughs> that she yeah. shared around about you know a holy well moment we'll get into that in a little bit <laughs> but um can you want you want to you want to share a couple of your deals yeah sure sorry we it was actually interesting just doing the exercise for this today um writing them down again and sort of going through what we've done even now like realizing i kind of thought we'd been a bit slack in the last few years you know how you just things kind of like keep really realize how much you have done and it was only when i was doing my list i was like oh wow okay we are still like on track we're doing things um but yeah, it just, it makes you realize you're like, wow. So even if you don't feel like you're doing a lot, I think those little steps make huge, huge progress over, over time, definitely. Um, so for us, after that boot camp, I realized we needed to really get into um, a reno. We needed to do a reno. We needed to get that chunk of money so we could start paying off debts because we had negative equity. I think we're sitting at like negative 200,000 for our properties, which is not good. We had two. So we basically had my property, um, which was my PPR. And then my husband, now husband, um, Josh, he had his own as well. So it was only because, you know, we met and then we both had property and they were supposed to be our properties that we were staying at. So it was that we had a huge mining bus like fell off a cliff in that time so just the values were just like plummeting basically um it was also costing us two and a half thousand dollars a week just in loan repayments um that's not yeah. even you know to go to the grocery shop or uh, like maybe we wanted to go to the movies that was none of that sort of stuff that was just to pay our loan payments so we were like okay we need to like rein that in we need to change that let's pay off all this debt let's um work towards doing that first and then trying to replace income as well because we wanted to we wanted to have the best of both worlds because you know you sit there and you try and plan you think what can i do and i spent that that boot camp um making notes on things that come up what people had done that was you know what our situation was what how can we make that work for us you know and there was a lot that we couldn't do because we didn't have equity we couldn't you know we couldn't take out 500k for a deposit <laughs> we couldn't do that sort of stuff we had serviceability luckily we had jobs we had that going for us so that was lucky so we decided okay we really need a low-end deal because we couldn't spend a lot we took out a personal loan for our deposit which was lucky that we obviously had to use a lender that would allow that to start with um we had the serviceability to be able to do that. And we needed to make sure that this deal was going to be able to pay that off and a big chunk of the other stuff. So mm. it was one of those things that we needed to make sure that this was gonna work or this was gonna, you know, this wasn't gonna be good. <laughs> so we were kind of, you know, throwing everything at this. We found a mortgagee in possession. I think I found it probably two days after I got off the plane back home. So it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, we're doing this. I'm going to find something. Um, it was a mortgage in possession. It cost $90,000. It was a two bedroom wow. unit. It was amazing. We spent our weekends and our nights um, there renovating. It took us two months to do, but we got that revalued at 180,000. So we doubled, we doubled it. We're like, holy, this is wow. like, that worked really well. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, and and that was such a low end deal. And we spent twelve thousand dollars. That's how much we spent on the reno. We did heaps ourselves. Obviously, we needed to get a plumber, electrical done. Um, we got a tiler in as well, but we did all the painting, we did all the flooring, we did like final planking except for the bathroom new kitchen we installed all that ourselves we did everything it was like it was a lot of work i'm not gonna lie um and it was it we missed out on a few things because we chose to do that instead of you know going and 
seeing our friends and whatever, but we had this plan and we were not going to let anything stop us. Mm. And that was the first one that really um, showed us. It probably gave us that confidence as well that, look, we can do this. If we can do that one, we can do more. Um, yeah, we basically revalued and then used the cash to then fix our um, cash flow problems. So wow! Wow! So, so then, Cara, just 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 a yeah. question question there. This is like this is so. This is your first deal, right? And and you've just come back two days after boot camp, um, and you've taken out a personal loan. Um, it this is a bit of a risky kind of deal. So were you, was, was it all the training that gave you the confidence to move forward? Like, you know, cause it's kind of like, that's a little bit, you know, to go and get a personal loan, to put a deposit in, in that kind of circumstance. What, what yeah. was it that, that, that really gave you the confidence to do that? Yeah, definitely the training. I sat down and I did, I did my spreadsheet. I made sure I did my feasibility, of course. Um, my mum's an accountant, so I got her to then check over it. <laughs> I had my comparables, like I had all that done. I was like, this is not going to go wrong. If it does go wrong, it's still not going to go wrong enough that we'll be in trouble. So because it was such a low got price it. point, we still remember how we had that, um, our serviceability was totally fine. So we could afford to have that loan. It's obviously not ideal to have another personal loan. But it got us in and it got us to the point where we could then move forward afterwards. Um, yeah, so, so this was really, I was just going to say, this is really strategic of you because you're kind of like, you're looking at it going, okay, this is this is risky. But, but at the same time, with your training, your education, doing the numbers, feasibility, checking everything out, you're reducing that risk down. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because we obviously didn't want to get into something that was going to go totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. You know, we needed to be confident and we were, I was so confident. I was like, this, this is the one. This is, this is it. <laughs> awesome. This. And, and then starting off small, starting off small and yeah. building from there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was a $90,000 purchase and we still have that one now. We still have it. It's, cash flow positive it rents for 400 a week and it has always been really easy for tenant it's fantastic awesome <laughs> still, awesome still going strong <laughs> awesome awesome yeah so now you would have had boosted your confidence and then you went on to another deal yeah oh sorry that cut out a bit then yeah <laughs> i i was just saying that so you probably would have got gained even more confidence and now it's like, you know what, let's, what did you do next? What was your next? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then we kind of ticked that first thing off the list. We needed a chunk of money. We couldn't do a lot without that. So that was like, we knew we needed that. So we got that from this. We refinanced, we got some money out, and then we were able to then look and say, okay, what do we fix next? So our next issue was the house we were living in was mine. It was my PPR. And it was costing us $900 a week to live there. So we thought, that's ridiculous. Let's not do that. Um, we moved out and we moved to my mum's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That was a sacrifice we were definitely willing to make. It's not as bad as it sounds, though. She has a granny flat. <laughs> so there's, a, you know, like it's not terrible. It's not like we were living on top of each other or anything like that. But it wasn't my brand new house that was beautiful. Look, it definitely wasn't terrible at mum's. <laughs> she still has like a pool and a tennis court. Like things weren't terrible. Don't feel sorry for us. <laughs> but it was still one of those things. We made that decision to move in there, pay her rent and rent out our house. So with that one, we chose to do lease and sublease. So for that, we turned our $900 a week it cost us to live there to be in cash flow positive at $12,000 a year. Wow. So that was a massive change for us massive that's that's that a turnaround was still on that same year so that was only a few months later wow so yeah. that's that's kind of like taken away that it's so the 900 that's about 45k negative isn't it it's a lot yeah wow so you've just kind of reduced that and now it's in positive so you've just yeah. that's a turnaround of what about 50 almost 60,000 turnaround yeah. of cash flow wow that's it, it made such a huge difference to everything we did. We then used the um, 
paying down debt strategy. So, you know, like the little snowball effect that the, it's taught in the boot camps, it's taught in everything. You take your debts, like the biggest, smallest to the biggest, you pay as much off as you can of the first one and you just keep going. And then those repayments go to the next one once that's done. And we just did that. And that's what we did to get rid of 120,000 in debt. That's this is this is now now for anyone wondering what what this is, yeah. Dimna teaches a strategy called the debt avalanche strategy, that and is. exactly exactly <laughs> what Kara is talking about is what they call a debt avalanche strategy, and it is yeah. it's just having all of your debts lined up, mm-hmm. attacking them one at a time, and then the the money keeps on flowing over to the other, and it becomes an avalanche to pay it off in the shortest possible time. Yeah. That's exactly what you applied. Awesome. And it is such a strategy. I tell my clients at work now that exact strategy to use if they come in with debts and debts and debts and I say you know what until you pay these off you're not getting a home loan like go and do it this is how you do it and people are so thankful for it and it's just it works it is amazing it works so if you're in debt and you need to get out of it do that look it up or message me I'll tell you how to do it awesome Um, but yeah, so basically with that, we're like, wow, that worked extremely well. That was fantastic. We were also in a time where definitely not like it is today. Um, rental vacancies were crazy. They were like 10%. Like they were massive. They were just, no one could rent properties. It was just one of those things that properties were sitting vacant for ages. Um, my ex had a house that was exactly the same as our PPR. So he, when we split, I kept the house, paid him out, all that sort of fun stuff. And then he built a house in the next suburb, exactly the same. And they couldn't rent that house out. So I went to him and said, can I rent that house from you and explain what I did? Like, so the lease and sublease. And he's like, yeah, cool. I rented that and I made $24,000 off of him a year. <laughs> this... <laughs> He was happy. He was still getting his rent, and I paid more. I paid above market to get it, but I was making twenty four thousand dollars off him a year. <laughs> okay, cute. did you? This is awesome. So your your ex had a house, couldn't rent it out. You solved the problem, and your so you're renting your ex's house that he couldn't rent, yep. and you're making you're making twenty four k from yep. it. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> It was good. It was good. So then we we really liked that process. So we just we kept repeating it. So we ended up with about three or four of those, and they gave us about seventy thousand dollars in cash flow altogether. Fantastic! Wow. And and how long did it take you to do that? That was all within a few months. It is such a quick strategy. It doesn't require a lot of cash. There is a lot of. Um, things you do need to be aware of, like depending where you're located, things like that. So don't just like jump in and do it. Definitely do your research. Um, but it's one of those things that doesn't, it doesn't take a huge amount of cash. And then as soon as you've done one, you can then use that to then do the other because you've got to furnish these properties All like the smoke alarms and things need to be set up correctly. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but really you can probably get into them for about 20,000 depending on the property. Um, so yeah, once you've done one, you can just kind of keep going. So we use that strategy for quite a long time. We still have one that we kept since then. Wow. And that's my wow. parents' house actually. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So <laughs> apart from that, like it does take a bit of time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So now the, 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 the thing I want to ask here at the moment, Cara, is that yeah. you, you did a post on Facebook. And I'm thinking that this is about the time when you got a number of these done and you had uh, an income of around about, I think you were saying about 70,000 cash flow. And yeah. now for anyone who's been along to Dipner's events, she often posts a photo and it's the photo of her book. And then there's yeah. this young, this is young, you know, child reading this book. <laughs> and um, she says, it's a holy wow moment. It's a holy wow moment. And, and you, this was your yeah. post that you did. Do you want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, I think it was that time where you realise like what you've actually achieved in that time. And it's kind of like you look back and go, wow, like how we changed completely where we were, completely around. Like it just made the biggest difference. And it was all just because we went to that info night 
we signed up, we went to that boot camp and we did something about it. You know, like we put that plan in place and we were just like, we were not going to stop it until we got somewhere. And we, like, we still haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, you look back and you just realise what it all adds up to and what that has like actually meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, it was really amazing. So, so what was your turnaround from that point? And that was within the 12-month period of time because did you then replace one of your guys' income, like one of, one of you? So that was basically mine, although I didn't stop working. Um, neither of us have. Josh at that time as well, though, before that, before we did that, he was working at WA in the mine. So he was working 28 days on, six or seven days off. It was ridiculous. The roster was horrible. So... To be able to then turn that around from paying so much, like we were kind of was stuck in that lifestyle because of how expensive everything was, but we were able to get ourselves out of that and then give ourselves more options. So Josh still works in the mines now, but he works seven and seven and he only works two or three hours away. I don't even know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) should probably know, but I don't. Um, So the amount of time we have now to spend with the family, like our lifestyle, it's just completely changed. And during, like I had my daughter in 2018, I was extremely sick that whole year. I couldn't work at all. Like I could not get out of bed most of that year. Um, And to be able to have that flexibility to do that, we, there's no way we could have done that before, like at all. So we, we would not have physically been able to survive that period if I couldn't have gone to work and earn money as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, so it was perfect, perfect time to have that income coming in. Yes. And then of course, you know, you're, you're, you're real with your, with your, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I was very lucky. It was really lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And so then that's it. You, you've, you've, you've had one income replaced. Did you continue on after that? Or like, you know, obviously you've kind of gone on from strength to strength. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, we looked at doing a JV. So we've done a JV as well. It's actually interesting to see how many different bits and pieces we've done. (laughs) Um, So we had some partners who were based um, further north than us um, in Queensland. And we got together and we thought, okay, the unit was pretty good. Let's see if we can replicate it, you know, do it again. the market was still, it was still when it was, it was really bad here. It was 2017. So prices were still, they really just weren't moving. Like it wasn't going down anymore, but it wasn't going up. It was just flat line for ages. So basically we found this place. It was three bedroom, two bathroom. Um, and the plan was to make it four bed, two bath. So it was quite easy, but it wasn't full renovation. So again, Josh and I, we were the doing party. The other um like our partners they were the money and they did the serviceability side as well for that one actually um so that was exciting like that was our first jv and we were so excited to do it so with that one it was took us about four or five months because it was you know after work weekends whenever josh was home type thing um we purchased for 290 so again we're still staying in like that lower side of the market but it's where like a lot of buyers are too. Um, and especially mm-hmm. in our market at that time, like people weren't paying top dollar for properties anyway. So it, it worked out for us. Um, so yeah, 290, um, I think our full renovation cost $24,000 and that was sold for 390 in the end. Um, we didn't awesome. get as much out of it as we had hoped for at the start. But it was one of those ones where it was just such a huge learning opportunity. Like we both, we walked away with money, so it was fine. You know, like it wasn't terrible. <laughs> but it was, um, it was like a, it was a huge one. It was a whole house compared to like a two bedroom unit. So we we still learned a lot. We got more of our like tradies and things like that that we liked on our list. Um, we learned what we wanted to do, what we didn't want to do moving forward, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was mm. a really good one as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, good, good. And then obviously branching out with using different strategies. Yes, that's right. Well, we wanted to kind of, I guess, test the waters a bit on what we liked, what we wanted to do. Because um, it's it's not only like 
the first one we had to do that like we didn't have a choice we needed to do that um but then it was kind of like okay what do we kind of want to focus on and even like the ones to get the cash flow we we needed to do that um yeah so it was nice to just kind of go okay now what else can we do mm -hmm. that actually at that point it did become tricky because more options opened up and the, when you have options it does actually make it harder like i found myself it was like we could do this we could do that or we could do something else so then it kind of gets to that point where you're like oh god now i've got to like make decisions <laughs> but again you just got to go back to your training you got to go back to those numbers and you know work through it from there yeah yeah absolutely. so after that one i was working at a local mortgage broking firm and my employer come to me and said do you want to buy this business and I was like, what, what? <laughs> and I went home, I talked to mum, accountant mum, <laughs> I'm so lucky. Um, and I said, okay, like they asked if I want to buy it. And mum's like, well, we like, you know, looked through the financials, we looked at, you know, what, what it could mean. Um, we also knew that it meant though, that's two years where I potentially can't service a loan. Or, you know, it just makes it, our income would drop because then I'm self-employed. I can't use those financials for two years. So it could get in the way, basically. But this was still 2017, so it was okay. And we thought, nah, let's take the gamble, let's do it. So we did it. Um, and then that did sort of slow us down slightly, but not in a sense we couldn't do anything. We just did things a different way, I suppose. We took a different path. Um, yeah, so that has worked out really well. I still own the business. It's going fantastically. I've got two staff that work for me, three actually now, sorry. Um, and that allowed us to have our daughter in 2018. So she come just after that one. Wow, wow. So, yeah. so, so Cara, so with this, with this opportunity from a business point of view, yeah. um, did that, would you have, you wouldn't have been able to do that before? This was only something as a consequence of putting yourself into a position after going through the training. Yeah. And then suddenly this no opportunity. Way. Yeah, it was very good timing, whether it was luck or it just, you know, the, it just has a way of working out sometimes. But in our position prior, there is absolutely no way I could have done it. Absolutely not. Like yeah. I needed that income. I needed that paycheck like every week. There's yeah, absolutely no way. Because the, the the reason why I'm asking this because is because I'd that, already replaced that income. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 thing here is that um I've observed that and this is kind of like a little bit of a common knowledge in that when you start to move down a path and you're changing your circumstance or situation and you're becoming more successful in what happens, suddenly opportunities yeah. come your way that wouldn't have come there before. Either you wouldn't see them, they wouldn't arrive, whatever it is. And the more you move down this path of focusing on, hey, I want to just, I want to shift shift gears here. I want to put myself in a better position. Suddenly more opportunities arrive. And it sounds like this is something that was a little bit um, flowing in that yeah. way. You know, you're succeeding and then suddenly more opportunities come your way. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, so now you're you're, no, it's good. <laughs> you're shifting gears yeah. and you kept on going, yeah. Yep, yep, definitely. So, 2018 is when so we actually had to do IVF to have our daughter. Um, so that was at the start of the year. I was at kind of the end of 2017 as well. Like it does take a little while. It's a bit of a process, but um. So I basically then spent most of 2018 in bed or in the hospital um, and she arrived in December. So that year was a bit of a write-off, <laughs> but it was fine. Like we were in a position where it could have been, you know, and I didn't have to work. We were lucky because we had the income from the other properties to support that. Um, the business was going well, like I had put on two staff, so they were there. So I really wasn't drawing an income at that point from that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were still able to do, obviously have a baby. I was still able to be sick. That's fine. Like we didn't have any issues with it. So it was really, it was lucky. It was good. Worked out well. <laughs> um, and then basically the next year we kind of just spent with her as a family, you know, settling in. I just, it, it's a lot to adjust. <laughs> 
a lot. Um, yeah, and then I went back to work and it was kind of just plodding along. And then it was um, the start of 2020, I suppose, that then we did another big renovation. Um, this time it was Josh's PPR. So he'd already still had that and that was just being rented. Um, so we decided, okay, let's get in and do that one. So our plan with that one, it was a three bed, one bath, and we turned it to a four bed, one bath. So we did comparables in the suburb, having an extra bathroom did not make a difference. So it seemed to be a suburb where it was just like, they were all one bedroom, oh, sorry, one bathroom. Mm -hmm. So it didn't make sense to put an extra one, which was good for us because it was obviously cheaper. <laughs> but it was one of those things where we would add an extra bedroom. We add another living area as well. Um, and just made it flow a lot better. Like it was just a more open property, I suppose. So just made it um, the floor plan work, work better, I think. Um, so with that, it was valued at three twenty. Uh, we spent about eighteen thousand on that reno, and we had it revealed at four forty. So that was awesome too. Wow, awesome! That's about another hundred k. Yeah, hundred and twenty. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Fantastic! Fantastic! Yeah. So yeah. these terrible properties that we had that were negative equity are now no longer negative equity, which is fantastic. In that time, the property the like the market had sort of starting to rise a bit not a lot but it was it was like kind of looking in that direction anyway so it was good because we were trying to do these things to help them and help us survive you know through that hard time of like the market but also um we were sort of starting to see those increases of just you know the market itself so not us doing anything as such to the property so it was nice to kind of have both sides helping <laughs> mm, mm. yeah very cool so very then, cool and yeah. more there's more is there <laughs> yeah so then it got fun so we decided at that point we were like okay let's go back to my ppr so by this point we actually did get rid of a lot of the lease to sublease ones we didn't need the income anymore um and it was one of those things where with having our daughter blake um, we wanted to spend more time with her rather than managing these. And we really couldn't get anyone in our local area that wanted to actually manage them for us. Um, it was just kind of too hard basket for everyone. So it was one of those things that we made the decision, okay, we don't really need that income anymore. Like, obviously it's great to have, but the trade-off of it wasn't really worth it for us anymore. We wanted to spend time with our family, our kids, instead of doing things with it basically so we did get rid of a few of them gradually um we decided to move back to my house to get it ready to sell so we're finally in a position where we could sell which was really exciting and what we wanted to do is we wanted to because it was it was one of, it was a new build so there's nothing we can do with it we can't improve it it's got a pool it's got a shed i did all those dumb things earlier <laughs> You know, there's no way we could have improved that at all. There was no subdivision potential, nothing. So we're kind of like, well, it's done its thing. It gave us a really good cash flow for a lot of years. Let's get rid of it. And it was it was a hard one because that was mine and Ashton's first home. So Ashton's my son. Um, and that was that was our first home. So that was a big one. It was, you know, how you, you get attached to properties. Mm -hmm. As much as you say you don't, you do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we decided, no, let's let's get rid of that one. We also had this vacant block of land that was just costing us money every week. And we're like, let's get rid of that at the same time. So we ended up selling those two. And what we wanted to do was find a PPR deal, somewhere that we could be long-term. It needed to have potential for growth. So we wanted to be able to manufacture growth. So we needed to be able to renovate this bad boy. So we wanted to find the worst property on the best street type scenario. And we did, we did. So we found it. <laughs> we are like in the best location. We absolutely love it. Uh, you know, Cara, I've got to say, why does this not surprise me that you found exactly what you were looking for, the worst house in the best street? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> so it was a typical built in 1980s. It had not been renovated since. It was. It's an amazing house. It's It's a stupid big house, and I will admit that. It's a really big block of land. So it's um, half an acre right in the middle of town. We're on a big hill. We have views everywhere. So we like look at everyone basically. Um, 
it's an incredible property but it had not been touched since it was built and it was built it was built really well which was good but it was one of those ones where it had wallpaper in every room there was a different wallpaper there was even framed wallpaper as like a feature in like the formal dining room it was just horrendous like the curtains were massive and huge it was just one of those ones where they spent way too much money and it was so ugly <laughs> so they would have died when like you know seeing what we've done like just ripped everything apart but it was one that we knew we got at a really good price um so we actually paid 735 for it um but it was they tried to sell it um oh, it might have been 10 years prior for 1.4 million so just like the location alone is ridiculous so we knew that it would be a good property to have so and we wanted to live here like it's amazing we love it we have been renovating this property so when we sold our other two so the vacant land in mine we used the cash for the deposit and then to fund renovations basically so with this one um its current desktop valuation is 1.1 million and that's so that's not taking into account any renovations we've actually done that's just the market improving so that in itself is awesome. Wow. <laughs> and it's the first time we've actually been able to just use the market increasing <laughs> to actually help us along with something. So it's fantastic. So I can't wait till it's actually finished like the renovations to see what. But yeah, it's just, you can't beat the location. We just love it. So we, we don't want to move from here basically. Um, yeah, so we've just been kind of chipping away at this one as we go. We did, um, we did add another member of our family last year. So that was another year where I was in bed sick. We're in the hospital. He did actually arrive nine weeks early as well. So that was like another complication on top. So we ended up having to spend the first few weeks of his life away, like in another um, city because we didn't have the NICU that we needed here. So it was one of those things that yeah, that all happened as well. So it's just nuts, but we've been able to welcome him now into this new house that's going to be hopefully our forever home. Um, we didn't even have his bedroom finished for him, the poor thing. <laughs> but we've, uh, we're just going to keep going. We keep doing what we're doing here. Um, I did actually almost forget, we did buy a block of units as well. Um, that was actually oh. before we had him. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot we well, bought a block of units. So, <laughs> you know how it is. Um, we bought them just before. He's also an IVF baby. So we bought them at the start of last year. So they were just a um, little block. It was four units. So one bed, one bath. And we got those ones for five eighty five um, the start of last year. So we haven't had them revalued. We haven't done anything to them. Um, they do need renovation. So that's our next um, project we're looking at. We're going to renovate one by one. We just haven't had the opportunity yet with the baby. But also we don't want to be kicking anyone out um, with the rental market as it is now because the vacancy rate is really, really low. So we don't want to, um, kick someone out to renovate. Mm -hmm. We want to wait mm -hmm. until someone wants to actually leave. Um, and when that lines up with what we've got going on, then we'll sort of tackle one at a time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, wow, wow. Yeah, that's our last one that we've done. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's, that's what, what a ride. Hey, what a journey. <laughs> It has been quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. Hey, so like um, it sounds like everything's kind of rolled along really, really well for you. Yeah. And and I mean, obviously, you know, um, having the ability to take off that time, you know, whilst you're pregnant and, yes. and you've got, you know, had health issues and stuff like that, that's been yeah. that's been hugely beneficial. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you've run into where you've gone, oh, you know, don't know how to tackle this because it sounds like everything's kind of rolled along relatively well. Um, but I know that every one of us, when, when, when we go down this path, there's going to be problems or issues that you face. Yeah. Did you, did you have anything like that, 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 that came up for you that I you're willing think, to share? I think the biggest ones were really at the start, you know, just like that 
negative equity, that huge amounts of debt, all that sort of stuff. It was really that first part. And then since we've like used the education and started doing things, we've just sort of chipped away, I suppose, at the bits and pieces that we needed to. Um, it's kind of, I'm trying to think if there's been any, I think the biggest challenges have definitely just been like my pregnancies for sure. Like they really have, but it was lucky that we were in that position where it really didn't affect us that much. So even now, like I don't, I don't actually have to go to work anymore. I can stay home and still pay my wage. I can be with the kids. And that's what I've chosen to do. Like this year, I have actually just started going back two days a week. But it's more for me to be in the office to be able to catch up on these sort of things rather than actually doing like mortgage broking because <laughs> um, that's what my staff are there for. So I guess it's like we have had issues, but we've kind of been in a position where we were lucky enough that they haven't really affected us in a massive way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing I could really think off the top of my head that was like really like, oh, my God, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. So, because it's, yeah. I think, it, I think that was that initial start when you were saying that initial oh. start. You know, you got you got negative equity, you got yep. debt. You you had to deal with that. That was probably the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome. And of yep. course, you were limited with what strategy there that is. was available to you. And this is a key yep. point as well: is that yep. you know when you're starting out, and if you're in a very difficult situation financially, it limits yep. what strategies that you can do. You it's like yep. what what can you do and that's what you identified correctly identified yeah. found a deal a few days after the boot camp and that and that just seemed to change everything for you yeah yeah it's really i think it's just defining that starting point and i think like that's something that is drilled into us though at those boot camps it's like they even put up you know if this is your starting point this is what you need to do so it's like it's everyone's told so it's kind of like you just need to be like, okay, yeah, that's me. That's where I fit. That's what I can do. Which one of those is going to work for me, I suppose. Mm. And not, not, you know, not every deal will work for you. Like we haven't done any sort of subdivisions or anything like that. We haven't done any like fancy deals. We are working on a commercial purchase at the moment, but I'll have to share that later because it's it'll be a good one. Um, but it's it's those things where if you don't try it, you're not going to know if that suits you either. So mm. you've kind of got to like weigh up wh- what direction you want to go. Um, and it's also some of those trade-offs, like I was saying earlier with the income from the lease and sublease. For us, it become a point where it was no longer worth that to us. You know, the time and effort put into it. Although it's not a lot, when you have little kids, it is. And it's inconvenient and it's not always like I can't just drop the children and go and do something, you know, quickly. Whereas I could do that before. Mm. Um, and it was even things like we've done Airbnb before. So our unit that we renovated, um, we had that on Airbnb for a while. And it was one of those things where that was just taking too much time up. So we're like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. So sometimes it's kind of like testing things as well. And you kind of work out, what you're good at, um, what you may be not so good at. And um, it, I think it helps. It helps your process because you kind of get into a flow then. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're clearly in a better flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. You've worked out your flow. You like worked out your flows. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, um, so Cara, your, your, your life has, has clearly changed a lot since when you yes. first joined the Isle of Real Estate community and going through different yeah. training and so forth. Um, what? Yeah. What's what's been the biggest changes and, and how is things different for you now? Yeah, I think the biggest change that has just made the most impact is having options now. We didn't have those before. So like we were saying when, you know, my employer come to me and was like, do you want to buy the company? That was not an option prior. Like there's no way I could have done that. But at that time I could because I'd, you know, we'd done these things, we'd put these things in place, we had then the option to go, okay, we could actually do this. We worked out how that would impact us as well. Like we knew it would impact us going forward. It really didn't stop us doing much though. <laughs> but, you know, it is, it is something you have to factor in because that's a lot of time to use. Um, I guess it's really 
that sort of side of it. It's also now um, with having three kids, it's that I want to stay home more. I want to, like Blake's in kindy now. So she goes to kindy and I could choose to do a kindy where she goes five days a fortnight. So the other, the other five days of the fortnight, she's at home with me. She's at home with Banks. Mm-hmm. And we have that option to do that. Before, there's no way I could have done that. They would have had to go to daycare, would have had to be, you know, a nine to five job, that type of thing. I wouldn't have been able to do it, but we can now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So good to hear. Hey, so good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, um, so if, if, if you were to give some advice, you know, someone's just starting out and they're like, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And of course, within the community, there's, there's a a huge amount of information. What, what, what advice would you, would you give to someone like just who's, who's just starting out? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you need to start somewhere. Look, like go through the recordings, even scroll through the Facebook group, see what questions people are asking. Go and look at the different um, boot camp recordings. Sit there with a piece of paper, watch them in a row if you can. Like I was crazy to do that, but you could surely break it up over a week even, and it's not that much. But just jot down those things that really stand out for you just um work out then what you need to do and actually do it like you need to take action they i've seen so many people that have come in and they just don't do anything or they don't do anything for a long time and then they start and then to see the transformation from when they do start to like where they are now is like it's ridiculous it's a massive transformation not even just obviously what they're doing, but in themselves as well. Like you can see the confidence grow. You can see that they're like go-getters. They're going and doing stuff now. Whereas before they were like really unsure, didn't really back themselves. So I think you need to just have that confidence. You've got the education, use it. Um, You know, you, you know how to do due diligence. You know how to do a feasibility use that stuff to make sure you're confident in your decisions and just go and do it. Like you really just need to, if you're not going to do anything, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's the biggest thing. Like you've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Good advice. Very good advice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, if you were to, to meet and I, and, I, and I think that you have as well in, in, in your line of work and, and, and so forth and in your social, yeah. you know, life and community and so forth, you know, um, where you live, what would you what would you say about you know Dipner's training and a program for someone who's who's probably got no idea, but maybe have an interest in um, uh, in property? What what you know what would you tell them? Yeah, so I usually I would generally let them know about I guess the community vibe to start with, and just you know making sure they're aware that it's it's not only education that is. It's crazy. It's so invaluable, this education. Like the amount of things that you can learn, the amount of avenues you can take from it is huge. But it's not only that, it's the whole community support behind it that I think is really important. It's the, you know, the Facebook group that you can rely on, the online bits and pieces, you know, even these type of things that are streamed on Facebook. Like how great is it to be able to pop on and be inspired by someone who's done it before? Um, Because I know that's what got me into it and that's what I wanted to do. Um, And I think it's like just sharing those success stories. So a lot of the time I don't really go too much into depth of like what we've done, what we've achieved outside of this group. But people people talk and people know what we're doing um, and they will often ask. So I won't go into like huge details, but I'll definitely say, you know, we use the, um, the education, we use the support of the community the coaches are fantastic as well and we completely turned our lives and I'll, I'll let them know that I just don't go into like you know the nitty-gritty of like how much we have now and like I really don't like you know talking about that sort of stuff um unless they're like super interested and really want to know and you're like you know some people are fine like that that's okay but um yeah I think it's just so important to just that community vibe I, that's what I love and that's what I love seeing Mm, mm, absolutely absolutely there's something really fascinating about this community isn't there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Tucked you in. laughs> 
Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, Cara, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been you know, fun. Yeah, and well done. You know, it's so it's so nice to hear, and it's so nice for you to share and um and hear exactly what you've done um over your journey and uh, and how it's really changed and and impacted your life in in, in so many different ways. Um, yeah. so I really appreciate you taking out the time. Um, and um. It's absolute pleasure. It's absolute pleasure. Um, and for anyone listening in, look, this is this is what the I Love Real Estate Success Story Show is all about. Uh, it's getting a little bit of an insight, a bit of a window into the world of someone who's gone through the training and applied it and got some really fantastic results. So, so Cara, really appreciate you sharing. Thank you so much. Super well done. Say hi to Josh next time you see him, and and maybe yeah. we'll we'll catch up at one of the up, upcoming boot camps if you're gonna, if you're going to come back to one yeah. of those soon. I will have to absolutely. That's definitely on my list of things to do this year. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, um, that's that's it for today for the session today. Um, I hope you've really enjoyed that. I hope you've got some real in, insight into what you can do, but also inspiration to go, wow, you know, like if you can, you know, if Cara can get out there and do this and, and then change a the situation in in this way, then 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 what what can you do? What can you do? Because it's available to you. If you're in the community and you've joined the community and you've got the availability of all this information uh, and training and support and so forth, what could you do? What could you do? So um, so anyway, that's the question I'm going to leave with you. Have a fantastic rest of, rest of the day. Um, and we will end off uh, for now and catch up with you next time. Carol, once again, really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. And we'll end off there and catch up with you next time. And thanks for all the lovely comments, Eugene. Thanks uh, for sharing, Cara. Well done. Uh, I think Karen said action is key. Rosemary on Facebook said, well done. How inspiring. Uh, uh, Manny, well done, Cara. And Karen was saying hello again. And Seamus, thanks, Cara, as well. And Virginia, thank you. So, so thank you so much for the comments. We'll end off there. Have a fantastic rest of the day. All right. See everyone now. Thank you. Bye.